The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dub Lab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dub Lab Radio Archives. coming later we're gonna take a break the extended version there was a time yeah i want to know about that master plan Come yo on. i just saw pharaoh sanders perform about three weeks ago in uh, antwerp mm. and um and yo he like walked with a cane he had hip surgery recently like to the stage sat down in front of the mic and then lifted his sax and started to play it and stood up and it was almost as if he levitated oh, yeah. off the stage and he played The Creator Has a Master Plan. Wow. Like, started there, sounded like the original vinyl. Um, like, we lost our shit. Wow. It was crazy, 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 He's, crazy. He, and he sang the Leon Thomas part amazing. and yodeled. I love, yeah, I love that yeah. yodeling. I mean, I feel like I saw him do something years ago a couple times playing kind of getting the circular breathing going with saxophone and then move it away from his mouth and it's still playing but he's not (laughs) touching it and i've I've asked people about i'm like this happened right this happened they're like it happened i don't know i mean you know (laughs) when a wizard is working no that is it's pure shamanic energy pure shamanic energy welcome Welcome to dublab.com. Pure shamanic. <laughs> we are here today with Mark Frosty and Nick Neal. Let me just tell you a little bit about my pure shamanic energy. This morning when I got up, I just felt it tingling all over. <laughs> so let me, I just want to let you know that, and thank you most of all, you know, I feel like you've, <laughs> what are you gonna say? No, you've what? taught me just so much. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. About rare pumpernickel bread varieties that oh, it's true. I've never seen before. And, it's true. And other, you know, like bron- you? bronzing agents. Ah, well, the bronzing agents were necessary <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> but you, I have to thank you. I mean, when I think of. Um, the music, seriously, see, this is serious. Mm. The music, the hard drives, the literal, like, thumb drives, flash drives, and hard drives of music that we have shared over the years. The long van rides. Yeah, those are the real hard the drives. <laughs> those are the hard the drives. Hard. How many times have we crossed the country together, Frosty? It's crazy. Crisscross, crisscross. Yeah. 
Man, I was you were mentioning to me moments ago your your children who are now eight thousand years old. Eight thousand years old. <laughs> yeah. Shamanic beings. Shamanic you know. beings, musicians, yeah. never artists, never uh, dancers, not surprised. Actors. No, no, no. They're they're extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel to have when when your children eclipse your accomplishments? Does it feel good? Yeah. Stay. That's what it's for. Yeah. That's what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. We birth our own eclipses. <laughs> <laughs> there are no more moon phases. It's just all out complete darkness. That's right. Which is where it all began anyway. Mm-hmm. When Saturn know? blocks the sunlight from the earth, we all feel the shine. Exactly. And we feel warmer as a result mm. of it. You know? Man, I... Real talk now. All right. Encrypted and vulnerable. Oh, yeah. My name is Saul Williams, by the way. <laughs> I'm here with my good, good friend, Frosty. Good morning. Um, Frosty and I are capable of carrying on what might regularly <laughs> happen in a scenario such as this because Frosty and I have spent way too much time together. We <laughs> urge you to turn on your filter right now. If you have any sort of filter... Reactivate your ad blocker <laughs> on your computer for the goodness. Frosty, you've okay, sat through, you have, you have presided over probably over a hundred of my concerts. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. And about 90% of the people <laughs> walked out. <laughs> yeah. Nearly. Thank you for blocking the hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> You can't leave now. It's not over. It's just beginning. Is he ever going to stop talking? (laughs) He's a poet. I can't hear him (laughs) over the music. (laughs) I still feel like the the greatest... She didn't realize that it was uh, like an incredible, incredible uh, compliment. But this woman who said... My bowels loosened and I felt the bass pummeling my chest. <laughs> I could see my children's bones in the future, but I could hear every word he said. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. I felt good about it. Um, That's it. Let's scrape in here, bro. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Encrypted and vulnerable is what you said. Encrypted. I didn't say that. At some point you did. (laughs) Or you will. I felt that... I felt it creeping up the back of my spine. It peeked over my shoulder. And it knocked me out the eardrum. That's not the music. (laughs) (laughs) It was something deeper than the music. I do feel, though, that all of the... You know, the various worlds that you've been creating over the years. This is feeling like those worlds are, you know, they, they might have been separate islands, but Pangea is reforming. And we're, we're you know, all of this stuff that, that you know, you've been working on in various realms yeah. is sort of like it feels like it's all coming together. And it, it wasn't disparate. It was all kind of part of yeah. one, you Universe, know. But yeah. it's all coming together. It's true. That, um, you know, I've, on one hand, uh, I've spent a lot of time 
not only working on my own material and what have you, but working with other artists, touring with people like David Murray. I just mm. performed with Gary Bartz at the Giles Peterson We Out There Festival. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Um, uh, just uh, performed at the Lucerne Festival, which is classical music. Uh, festival where we performed two symphonies based on my work uh, composed by Thomas Kessler, Said the Shotgun to the Head and Nigga What, uh, which is that one is done for a string quartet and Said the Shotgun to the Head is for a full orchestra. And f- I've been doing this stuff over the years and for the really for the purpose of stretching my ears, mm-hmm. stretching my ears and, and, and understanding more and more about music, which we love, which fuels and fills and heals us right Mm -hmm. and so um i feel like encrypted and vulnerable uh yes reflects that that process of of growing appreciation collaborating with people like christian scott Mm -hmm. um another you know wonderful jazz great and then at the end of course um i mean there's tons of people i collaborated with on this album because with this album the idea was essentially was that i was gonna do work like i normally work which is to do all of my demos and and create all this stuff at home alone but then i wanted to send it to a bunch of people that i either had already worked with or that i wanted to work with in a way where normally i would send it to them afterwards and say, hey, can you do a remix? Mm. But instead, I sent them the demos and said, could you respond as if I were asking you for a remix and we incorporate this into the song um, and share writer's credits? Um, But one rule, no drums. And that that is how this album was born. That's how it was conceptualized, is that I wanted to make an album with invisible beats. Um, But, you know, in response to your question, the other side of that is that I've been working on the Martin Luther King Neptune Frost Mm -hmm. project for seven years. And the purpose of me conceptualizing that project also had to do with bringing together my disparate universes, you know, like writing over here, Mm -hmm. music over here, some film acting job over here. I wanted to find a way where everything I was writing was going towards the story, everything I was producing musically was going towards the story. and, And I'm about to to dive in on my first time as a director. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it is worlds coming together and continents coming together. And these collaborators and these various minds that you you share kind of communication with in in different realms. In different realms, all... I mean, because film is so collaborative. So, right, first on the music side for Encrypted and Vulnerable, you have uh, some of the people that I've been vibing with for ages, like uh, CX Kidtronic, Mm -hmm. who I used to be a dancer in his rap rap group, uh, KIN, in Atlanta when I was 19. Um, I was a dancer in his group, afraid to tell him that I could rap. Um, Thavius Beck, who, uh, you know, I met once I relocated to LA um, at some point and he's been working with me and touring with me um, since early on and of course he's got beautiful roots in the LA beat maker mm-hmm. scene and the whole nine shout out to Ross G and, mm-hmm. and that beautiful legacy mm-hmm. um, and all of these people too yeah. their roots might be you know within say a specific music community but their influences are also coming from yeah. this kind of vast universe exactly. and I think that sound and and art is built from all of these things that you're kind of bringing exactly. into your realm. King Brit, mm-hmm. uh, my brightest diamond, uh, Lippy, a beautiful friend of mine from Paris, who's an extraordinary singer. Um, uh, before I get to the wonderful guy who mixed it, I would just want to make sure I cover every. Oh, Jan. Uh, 
Ivan Genu, um, who goes by Paul Whiteman. Um, who else am I? Uh, there's tons of people, and I know I just, and of course, Christian Scott, um, Dave Sitek, mm-hmm. um, old friend from TV on the radio. Um, yeah, like these are all beautiful people that contributed to the writing of these songs, which mm-hmm. I then produced and then handed to the extraordinary Ganja Sufi. Mm-hmm. And that came about because uh, I had. I mean, I've been a fan of Ganja Sufi since I first heard of him. Like, I, I, was, I was blown away by his music, by his sound, and always felt an affinity towards his work because I, I would listen to his music and felt like he was making choices that I would make even. Like, yeah. oh, my God. And I knew that he was a yogi, and, yes. and I could feel yeah. that in his You know, like, there's so much. I connected mm-hmm. in so many, you know, ways to, to his sound before I met him. Then I met him. And uh, and he invited me to his studio um, to work on a track with him. And I went there and I saw that he was working the board and I saw the way that he was working this, like, huge-ass mixing board. Mm. I was like, dude, you mix your own shit? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually what I studied. He's like, um, my dream, though, is to have an artist ask me to mix their album. And so when I... I didn't say shit, mm-hmm. but when I finished you know, compiling all of the ideas for Encrypted and Vulnerable, yeah. all the demos, I called him up and said, well, yeah, let's do it. I feel like with his music and you you almost hear this kind of space within Encrypted and Vulnerable, it's almost like the kind of ghost note idea. And maybe you're oh, it's so about... funny that you're talking about those ghost notes. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because the ghost notes are everything. Yeah. And, and Anisia, uh, Anisia Uziman, who is my partner and um, creative partner and creative director of the film Neptune mm-hmm. Frost and who directed the video for Encrypted and Vulnerable and who was there all the time um, for the creation and creative process, um, just showed me footage that she took of us in the mastering mm-hmm. session with Daddy Kev mm-hmm. and Ganja Sufi, and we're talking about ghost notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, there's so much there when you when you're kind of stripping something and giving it space. There's the space for the vibrations between and for these things yeah. to kind of be filled in. I mean, do you t- within you know, I know you're headed to to Africa soon, and the the polyrhythms and within these polyrhythms, there's almost like that's when that's when this kind of connective tissue to ancestors yeah. and and these kind of voices and things in between you're allowing space yep. to be filled with a different sort of vibration. And I think this album, you sense that space is there, and, and there's this moment in the record. I'm bad with names, but where a bit there's a bit of is it infinite? There's a bit of dialogue oh, infinite, happening infinite, in the, yeah, the background. Yeah, with Bianca Rem, who's an old friend of mine from college, who I recently reconnected with mm-hmm. and found out that she was an astrophysicist. Amazing, yeah. And who showed up at my house one day because I was like, oh, I've been working on this graphic novel, film, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, and I have some scientific stuff in there, mm-hmm. and I'd love to just run some stuff through by you to make sure that I'm that I'm on target yeah. and uh, and I ended up recording some of our conversation yeah. and then incorporating that into the song Infinite which is me King Brit and her and, and the yeah. kind of idea of you know 5% you know use 5% of her brain or whatever yeah. the, the hackers talking about using 5% of you know the most people are using 5% of the internet yeah. and this idea of capacity yeah. and when you're building 
different worlds that cumulatively build. So your different worlds of yeah. you know being a poet, a writer, an actor, a filmmaker, a music, Tap producer, dancer, musician, you know, uh, fashionista, <laughs> um, barista, barista. Um. <laughs> I, I just want to let people know this is radio, but Saul actually has his knitting needles here, and he's making oh, yeah. a beautiful stocking. Yeah, yeah, cap. yeah, yeah. You know, you know. But I feel like all of the you know being a polymath. And you're building in all of these different things that, you know, it starts to cumulatively build and you're expanding being connected to both many different kind of uh, um, practices, Mm -hmm. but also through many different people and connecting networks of people. Then your power builds as an artist because you're bringing people into the fold who who have different perspectives. That's bullshit. That's (laughs) (laughs) bullshit. <laughs> Mr. Pharaoh Sanders. Come on it. I like that you can talk that shit for us. Yeah, I really do, you know. But at the but end of the day, you know. It's about me. It's about me. Yeah. It's just what are you smoking, my brother? Um, um Oh man, I just I had a Putney Swope I have to thank you for this. And who have become really dear friends with La Raji, who Ooh. is in Putney Swope. Um, and it's I love so much. Um, but I like this idea of like sometimes also the, you know, almost the the idea that people might might think that somebody's only at this capacity, but they're operating up here. You know, they're, they're doing so much, you know, the idea of. You know, also what happens in the shadows and this idea well, with, with encrypted and vulnerable, yeah. it's this idea of, you know, that the the kind of master hackers, you know, they're in Africa mm-hmm. and the real, you know, kind of uh, they're in, Yeah, they're in Burundi is, in this story. Mm-hmm, yeah. Is happening there. And it's almost like the the people operating the shadows are the ones who can do the most in a way. You know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you can kind of be on the fringes, you can accomplish a lot. You know, it's secret weapon. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in the story of Martin Luther King, Neptune Frost, essentially it's about these, uh, I mean, it's about these, these, these hackers um, who, who meet in this mythic village that's mm. made of uh, recycled computer parts. And when two characters arrive, um, the village turns on and, and suddenly they are hacking the kind of uh, hacking as performance art you know mm-hmm. almost like a virtual Banksy like they have incredible access mm-hmm. so that we all learn how vulnerable we are but they're not taking anything they're just making statements mm-hmm. right and and part of the reason why they're not caught so quickly is because even though they have full transparency about where they are and where they're speaking from mm-hmm. western an occidental arrogance mm-hmm. is to the point where yes. they see the signal coming from Burundi and they're like, well, obviously yeah. it's the Chinese or the Russians throwing their mm-hmm. signals. There's no way mm-hmm. that this could be coming from there. Mm-hmm. And so due to that arrogance, mm-hmm. they keep on getting hacked. Mm. Yeah. On so and on onward. Yeah. I mean, also, I think it's this idea of the, you know, the, the, the box of, you know, this is Afrofuturism. But when you talk to, I was having this great conversation years ago with Hieroglyphic Being, he's like, no, I'm, I'm a futurist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And this idea of, you know, people putting, you know, a label on something when, when, you tra- when you have the ability and when the art and the ideas transcend the label. 
I also, yeah, exactly. Because we say fuck them labels primarily just because, one, um, you can call it that, but mm-hmm. if, you know, to the informed, we realize that we have been operating in this polyrhythmic virtual mm-hmm. space for, for you know, millennia. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of talking drums, the, the idea of communicating through music, through sound, through, through thought. Um, you know, it's the Dogon who yeah. say that they are actually that they actually come from Sirius mm-hmm. you know it's it's their numerological system that um that is binary in mm-hmm. fact and zero one zero one zero one yeah and uh, and it's them who plotted the uh the stars that the first 50 years of NASA was them simply just confirming mm-hmm. what the Dogon had spotted without telescopes so yeah. You know, you could call it Afrofuturist if yeah. you want, but really it's just what it is. And then beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about, you know, because the Western idea of, let's say, even science fiction and and and, and I guess I was going to say Martin Luther King, Neptune Frost, they fall into that realm in mm-hmm. a sense. But, you know, like in the West, when we think science fiction, we go, oh, you know, it's it's post-apocalyptic Mm-hmm. dystopian future where blah blah you know that blade runner talk mm-hmm. whatever but in many of the places on this planet where enormous um, traumatic acts of, of genocide of warfare have occurred in recent years um we could argue that their reality is already post apocalyptic mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen has already happened mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Afghanistan is in a post-apocalypse right now. Iraq is in a post-apocalypse right mm-hmm. now. Syria, Yemen, and then also places on the continent that have gone through recent wars and strifes and genocides and what have you. Yes, the post-apocalypse is, is present day. So we're talking about parallel realities and parallel universes. And so it's not even necessarily futurist. Mm-hmm. It's present day now. The future is now. Yeah. Perspectives, you know, perspectives. everybody has their own perspective and their yeah. different realities kind of layered on top of each other happening simultaneously. And, but it's interesting to like the shifting and playing with this stuff, yeah. you know, it is fascinating. I think that it's interesting that the public gives a fuck, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Nowadays that the social dialogue has started to circle around these things or whether they're starting to circle around criminal justice or mm-hmm. starting to circle around ecology or starting to circle around all the shit that many of us have been, you know, white supremacy, mm-hmm. the stuff that we've been talking about, um, when it wasn't popular to talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah is now becoming popular to talk about. And uh, and there's pros and cons to all of that, but at the end of the day, um, it's great for it to enter the public discourse so that we can take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because also, it's exhausting to continually talk about some yeah. of this shit. Yeah, it's yeah, exhausting. Yeah. Totally. yeah, you know, when you're when you're in the studio, you're making a record. You're already in the future in a way, and then the time and yep. energy it takes. You know, sometimes there's ability to float things out there in the world, but when when the world really hears the finished work, that's already happened, and usually yep. the best idea ideas and best actions are already ahead, you know, and then everybody else is catching up. Yeah, Uh, this is seven years of work that I've been working on, mm -hmm. right, which is crazy. When I think of the graphic novel where I'm working with uh, a beautiful friend, Morgan Sorn, and before that I worked a bit with Ronald Wimberly. These are illustrators Mm -hmm. and artists that I worked with on the graphic novel. Um, I'm literally sitting on, I don't know, uh, 200, 400 drawings, Mm -hmm none of which I've shared on Instagram. It's such a crazy age to hold on 
to images (laughs) and say, no, 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 there will be a proper time. Not now. Everybody's sharing and teasing, and I'm like, no, this is, you know, so yeah, the future is is there. Mm -hmm. It's there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you cultivate and then and then you share. You, it's good to to share at the right time and yeah. and you know make it make it uh, impactful. SaulWilliams dot com slash share at the right time is uh, <laughs> got to get the web team. Should we uh, share some music? Well, yeah, I feel like I should hop over there and throw on Infinite since you, uh, yeah, since you referenced it. Maybe we should start there and then we'll go deeper and deeper and deeper. Bringing it deeper and deeper and deeper. Saul Williams here on dublab.com and Celsius Drop. Here we go. It's Infinite, nit, 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 nit. For you. That actually got me, um, <laughs> you know, because you think about, you know, the the overground and the other underground communication networks. Yeah, and I, I wrote and recorded that song in Rwanda mm-hmm. uh, when we were there mm-hmm. to shoot the sizzle reel for Neptune Frost, yeah. and I recorded it um, after a all night discussion with a number of uh, Burundian refugees Mm -hmm. who were talking about, one, how they were able to make it into Rwanda um, to escape um, the, the, you know, uh, Mm. the authoritarian Mm -hmm. politics of of the current president of Burundi. Um, And, uh, and yeah, so it's totally inspired by... How how did they make it in? Um, So I had one friend who had... um, Disguised himself as <laughs> all hell. Didn't I tell you to turn off your phone? Um, who had disguised himself as a as a woman um, in order to um, he had covered his head and all this stuff in order to cross the border because he was a student mm. and was involved with uh, some of the university uh, protests that had been going on and. Um, and yeah, it, there were there were a lot of different stories. A lot of different stories. We're sitting here in an air conditioned studio in Silver Lake, you know, communicating over the internet, and yeah. you know, life is mm-hmm. pretty great. But you think of the simultaneous realities of what people yeah. go through. There are parallel worlds. Yeah. Like at this moment, right mm-hmm. now, in the uh, banlieues of Paris, there there are tent cities filled with. Uh, Syrian and, mm-hmm. and Yemeni and Sudanese uh, refugees living in tents, the same mm-hmm. way that there are people living in tents here in L.A. I yeah. mean, homelessness yeah. went up, what, 32% in, yeah. in L.A. last year. And um, giant developments going up everywhere. Giant developments. You know, and, like... and, 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 you know, the development is also, you know, these same people behind these developments are also invested in the, the warfare and what have mm-hmm. you that is, you know, what's fueling 
the the migration mm -hmm. um, that's been going on in in Europe and in Africa and the Middle East and what have you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That one percent is uh, is affecting the 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 lives of the ninety nine percent in extreme ways but the 99 percent are more powerful if you know if they they realize and unlock and you yeah, think and about if we share those stories mm -hmm. if we share those stories and share those realities and listen to those voices mm -hmm. um then one we can inform ourselves and and force the power structures to shift mm -hmm. and so music poetry art all of these things hold that power to um to be able to create the space for someone who is sitting in that air conditioned mm -hmm. you know yep. comfortable room to be able to empathize and maybe move beyond that empathetic armchair mm -hmm. you know philosophical space and 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 make some concrete steps towards saying okay well then I'm boycotting this or mm -hmm. I'm you know no longer participating in this or I'm no longer consuming shit like this mm -hmm. or I'm no longer listening to nonsense from from this or blah 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 there, there's so much so much going going on so many parallel worlds and it's sometimes yeah. almost incredible that you know art and music and poetry film all of these are often overlooked but almost the fact that the people can't see the power in it some people mm -hmm. you know it allows it to kind of slip through the cracks and yep. do the thing that does intoxicate and change and you of know course. create empathy so it's it is like you know such a secret weapon in it's, a way. It's a major the, weapon, you know. Like when I think of, uh, let's see, the role of of Charlie Chaplin's film The Dictator. Mm -hmm. When he made this film, America was an ally with Germany. Yeah, America. You know, like we don't they don't want to teach our fucking history to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we were allied with Germany, mm -hmm. which is saying we were on the wrong side of fucking history. Yeah. up until it was almost too late. Mm -hmm. And the effects of this film, and by mm -hmm. this, you know, by this time, um, you know, because of the McCarthy era, what have you, um, Chaplin had already been labeled as a communist and mm -hmm. had been exiled from the country and all this stuff. But it didn't stop the art from shifting yep. the public sentiment surrounding what was actually happening in yeah. Germany, and uh, and and we came out on the other side yeah. of that as a result of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's still so much more to do because, no, we don't have to travel overseas to, to look at issues that are affecting us. We know what's happening on our borders here. We know about the missing girls and missing indigenous mm -hmm. girls in, in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, we know that there are, you know, Native Americans, you know, living in, in crazy conditions and reservations across this country and in Canada. Um, we know that uh, so many of the people coming to the borders, it, you know, the Mexican borders, um, are you know, not only coming from Mexico, but coming from all these places in, in Central America. Many of them are coming not speaking Spanish, but speaking indigenous languages, yeah. right? Um, and and that, that migration, which is really the defining point of America, mm -hmm. um, the same way enslavement of Africans is the defining point of, of capitalism mm -hmm. and imperialism uh, in this country and worldwide, um, it's 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 a tremendous time and an effort that we all have to make and continually make. I mean, you know, Frosty, that we've been talking about the same shit mm -hmm. for the entirety of our careers. And it's great to see a new generation wake up to that yeah. responsibility, but it remains ongoing. The yeah. struggle actually fucking continues. You you know, in some of these kind of the 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 roots of these 
things, you know, this migration, people coming up in the, say, Central American gang mm-hmm. warfare, and then the, the you know, United States kind of fingers and in, in mm-hmm. the, the, the causes of these things. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Funding. Fingers, hands, whole bodies in, in the funding of these things. So you have those negative feedback loops, but then with art, you can create positive feedback loops yeah. that that equally grow and and yeah. you know you have this kind of compounded interest and it grows in this huge yeah. way so i think that if people are shifting and and you can powerfully shift people's minds and and through art that is thoughtful yeah sometimes though it does take as in the great dictator chaplin to to you know break that fourth wall and mm-hmm. to directly yeah. Talk to the audience. Yeah, you sometimes know, it's plea. crucial, yeah. You have to, you know, um, myth and metaphor and all these things are powerful. And you can use extent, them to an right. extent. But then also kind of uh, being able to directly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but we have to build that platform, whether it's a great beat or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that makes people open up and listen. And then once you have that attention, how mm-hmm. you use it, if you can use it, to say more than, you know, like, throw your motherfucking hands up, <laughs> then, yeah, then, then, then perhaps uh, we're getting somewhere. Was right. there someone that you, you saw early on that kind of blew your mind in, in the, the capacity of, of say, say, music specifically to, to also push through a, a message that really kind well, of resonated I mean, with you? Honestly, I have had my mind blown so many times. I mean, my, especially like when I'm younger, um, living in New York, going mm-hmm. to concerts and plays and what have you, there's so many people that I saw. So mm-hmm. it's a long list is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it starts with someone that I never had the opportunity to see, but I've told this story before, but you know, I came home at eight or nine years old telling my parents, I want to be an actor when, when I grow up, um, because I'd gotten cast in, in Julius Caesar, uh, in the role of Mark Antony. And I just loved it. I loved the rehearsal process. I loved sitting down at the table and breaking down the text and finding out the, the meanings beyond meanings and within meanings and mm-hmm. all this stuff of the language. And, uh, and my father says, well, I'll support you as an actor if you get a law degree. And my mother says, oh, then you should do your next uh, school report on Paul Robeson. He was an actor and a lawyer. And Paul yes, Robeson, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, mm-hmm. if you want to go down a wormhole, just type in Paul Robeson mm-hmm. and learn about this. I was just yeah. uh, reading, I'm reading the Duke Ellington, Music is My Mistress, yes. his autobiography, and he's talking about Robeson and talking yeah. about, you know, that, that connection yeah. with arts and... Art. And, I mean, the, Paul Robeson is someone who said in 1930, in mm-hmm. 1930, I don't think I'm going to be doing any more studio films. I, I think the future of cinema is independent cinema. <laughs> in 1930. You know what I'm saying? Just crazy shit. But the people that I saw um, were, well, I'll never forget when I was at um, Woodstock in 68 and I saw Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, mean, um, I love meeting those people that have those stories, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to people who, like, saw Marley or Fela or any of those. I never well, there's of those a part of Dub Lab, Danny Holloway, who was uh, uh, hanging with Hendrix backstage at Monterey Pop. And Hendrix was was freaked out because uh was it was it the who 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 also played yeah, 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 and yeah. he was freaked out because they were playing before him and it wasn't supposed to be that way he was yeah, going to play Towns, and he had yeah. just come back from europe people knew him in london yeah they didn't know him 
in the states. In the states. Yeah. He was really nervous backstage. And I he think was like, he did okay. Go? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go out. And so they stood on the side of the stage to watch what the Who was doing so he could see what was happening. Uh-huh. And he was just like shaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did all right. He did all right. Yeah. So but there's no- also the public. It's almost like the... And this is something, you know, through through touring, and we've spent a, a lot of time together that I love. It's important that people take your art seriously because mm-hmm. though, that, that also means that, that you are cutting through in a real way to people yeah. and people are moved. And so people will, will approach you with, you know, a, a kind of like, you know, thanking you for, for right. this kind of serious and really being serious. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But you're also hilarious and human. Like mo- most of the, the, the great artists are, are dynamic, you know, and they're, they're funny and they're, they're, they're anxious, you know, yeah. Duke Ellington had terrible stage fright, you know, right. he would the go out there and he'd be imagined. shaking backstage. And, you know, so I think this humanity of art is like when you can see this also come through, that's like the, yeah. the most beautiful thing, because then that's when people really empathize with it. And that's when a, you know, a 14 year old kid is going to say, Oh, right. I too could do this. It's not exactly. beyond me or above me. Exactly. I remember being at a concert. This might've been in like 92, um, in, um, in Washington DC at Howard university. It was homecoming. Um, I was, I went to Morehouse and we were playing Howard at homecoming and we drove up there, um, for the concert, not for the football. I didn't go to no damn football game, but for the concert and the concert was tribe, um, Souls of Mischief, mm-hmm. Dell. Um, I think I want to say it was Dela as well. Um, and so this, and so I remember um, Tribe. I'm standing in front of the stage, like literally one of those people being crushed against the front mm-hmm. of the stage, watching um, Tribe. Which is also like yeah. feels like such a visceral moment. We're like, ah! yeah, I'm like I'm feeling it. You know, I love it, right? Uh-huh. And so um, Tribe performs a ward tour. You know, we're on a wood, and and that has that famous uh, those those subs that boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. You know, and everybody's jumping every time those subs hit, and I see Q-tip look out over the audience, and I swear, I see a tear come to his eye. Wow! And I'm like, right. What? For us, this is just fun. For him, this is some shit he did in his basement or yep. Ali Shaheed Muhammad's yep. basement or some shit yep. that suddenly he's seeing how it touches yep. all of us. And yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a for him. I felt like I witnessed a personal moment there. I could be making yeah. it up. I've never asked him about it. But, but talk, talking to them, I was talking to Ali Shaheed Muhammad mm-hmm. about, you know, it's like this was, you know, they're crafting this stuff. Yeah, in the basement. Yeah. And it's friends coming together and the joy of sharing sound and... and you know, you're putting putting the energy into it. And I think for me, what ties all of this together is that the people who are going to do that, no matter whether 10,000 people are going to jump along and sing along to their song or if they're doing it and it's out there floating in space and yep. nobody hears it or one, people, one person hears it, but those people driven and passionate to, you know, to make the sounds that are true to them and to do that, whether collaboratively or, or on their own, yeah. everything is collaborative in a way because yeah. you're being built from your, your influence and your surroundings. But you know, the, they weren't making that stuff 
you know, with this final kind of vision in mind, you hope that you hope for it, but you never it. know. You and, never and it know. doesn't change. Yeah. But it, the the artistic vision is like, you know, they're putting that energy into yeah. to it. Exactly. But so one, as you're saying that, I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, that's right. I remember seeing Souls of Mischief perform '93 till Infinity in '92. Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they were like, we're, we're going to one-up yeah. Tribe Called Quest. We're going to come out of stage with tissue boxes, and we're going to cry the whole concert. But uh, so, but in response to your question, I, you know, there were several times. Question. You asked a motherfucking question. <laughs> I remember, I Statement. mean, like, the first time I saw KRS-One perform might have been in, um, I don't know, 88? Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 it couldn't have been 88. It was, it was in 89 um, or 90. Um, and... And when you talk about someone like impressing you mm. with with beats and politics, um, it's around the same time I saw Public Enemy perform. Um, there's so many crews. I remember seeing a gang star um, with Mob Deep um, and and all these people at the Palladium in New York in '92 at the New Music Seminar mm-hmm. um, uh, when Ice Cube came on stage and took off his hat and we realized that he didn't have a curl and uh, and he was there. You know, like oh my God, it was so much. Yeah, I've, I've been to amazing hip hop concerts uh, where and and that that touch me and and all these things were were either semi or overtly related to politics Mm -hmm. um and 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 impressed upon me the power of of what you know what could happen on that stage i also grew up um with people like pete Seeger, um being a really close friend of my dad and singing at my dad's church regularly and so you know people like pete Seeger and odetta you know um i remember interacting as a young kid with people like ozzy davis and ruby d and and also seeing them at some of my first poetry readings um and and you know like and 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 talking to them uh yeah i mean there's tons of people that have really dedicated their life to to making sure their art connected beyond like the the gratification of escape or what have you you know um and who who inspired me and then that's not to overlook the the power of the theater that i encountered as a as a youth as well i mean i was 13 years old when i saw serafina on broadway um for the first time and i ended up seeing it like seven times and what i saw on that stage, the mixture of music, politics, um, everybody on that in that play had been exiled from South Africa for being in that play. Um, so the level of performance was just next level, bro. There was not a dry eye in the house, wow. but also musically, everything. Like, yeah, I had all these things hit me way before I ever started writing shit for the public or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. And there's the the people who have a stage and have a platform, but then there's, you know, the the things happening. You know, music... Again, it's it's from our perspective of kind of modern music, recorded music, Western yeah. music industries and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the exchange of music is happening all over the world in so many different ways, whether it's from Bluetooth to Bluetooth exchange over the phone on yeah. a bus, you know, or in bootleg the Sahel, CDs, or bootleg on, CDs the, on the streets of Senegal or what have you, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, there's all types of shit that's mm-hmm. popping off. All types of shit. Um, should we uh, pop off some other... Yeah, yeah, you talk. I'm going to go find something. I don't know. 
Saul Williams is here with me. My name is Frosty. It's dublab.com. It's dublab.com. Here we go. He's about to bring you something very nice. Something really cool. Stay tuned. Encrypted and vulnerable out for all of you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song was actually um, recorded on November 9th, 2016, in Paris. Mm. Um, so I had uh, voted, um, you know, with the, um, what you call uh, it, um, yeah. absentee mm-hmm. ballot. And I um, had tried to stay up all night to see what the results would be and then woke up and mm-hmm. learned the results and really, I think, like, a lot of the world was having difficulty just getting the fuck out of bed. Mm-hmm. But I remember that I had a studio session lined up with my boy Roan and, uh, and his partner, uh, Yvonne Janou. And, um, and so I moseyed over to the studio and recorded, I think, three songs that day, all off the top of the head, um just based on what I was, you know, feeling in that moment. And so that was the maybe the third song that I uh, recorded that day. Just it, they, it happened so quickly, but it was just uh, mm. it was just capturing that moment um, of, of the fuck was yeah. the fuck. And, and yet you moved back to the United States, which often people Actually, are the opposite. Yeah. I was already back. You were back. I was. Okay. I, I was. Just, I happened to be in Paris for I don't know shows or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, but I was. I was already. Back. I moved back to the states in 2013. Okay. Um, Got it. Moved to New York then. Yeah. Um, and uh, ended up doing Holler if you hear me on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It was because I was working on the Martin Luther King project and had a lot of business ends I wanted to tie up in order to make that happen. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I secured the 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 book deal for the graphic novel with First Second Books in 2014 there in New York um, and um, and started, you know, was finishing up the Martin Luther King album or was working on the, the first of the three albums that belonged to this project while I was in New York um, and was at first conceptualizing Neptune Frost as a stage production um, that I wanted to take to Broadway. Mm. And, um, and actually uh yeah it was while i was doing holler with uh with chris jackson who was in hamilton and in the heights and all the shit that's when i met lynn manuel miranda and all this stuff and um and was really starting this investigative research into like what will it take to get this shit on stage and then ended up meeting producers who said one after another like i love this project i want to be a part of it but it sounds like a movie to me um do you as far as visualizing the the film and you're, yeah. you're going to be hopping into it um the the vision in your mind 
I know film takes a lot of people, can yeah. take a lot of people, but it there can also does. be, yeah. you know, in a, a different kind of realm you can activate. Um, but what would you, what would, what would your vision for this be? Um, well, you know, um, I referenced Anisia uh, Uziman um, earlier, who, who's my wife and partner and creative partner. And, and, um, and so, one of the first things that that um, I wanted to secure was she's a director, um, but I've seen her, you know, like her first film, Dream State, she did much of the holding of the camera. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, you know, fell in love with her framing of stuff. And so the, one of the first things was like, would you shoot it? Yeah, she's, you know? she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at the video for Encrypted and Vulnerable. It's fucking crazy. And also yeah. look at the, uh, you can see the sizzle reel for Neptune Frost on YouTube still, mm -hmm. just under Neptune Frost. Um, I just watched it again today, actually. It's extraordinary. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's so, so there's that. And then there's uh, our amazing costume designer who's, who's based in Kigali, Rwanda. His name is Cedric Mizero, um, our, our extraordinary uh, cast and crew who are all uh, Rwandan and Burundian. Um, I'm not in the film, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and, yeah, I mean, my vision is just to see those faces that I would love to see on the big screen, mm -hmm. on the big screen, and uh, and see this story, you know, realized, um, and to hear these 808s and shit come yeah. through, you know, that that George Lucas sound system. As you're <laughs> as you're talking with uh, with um, friends that that you've met in Rwanda about mm -hmm. this project. Um, do you see them light up like you know, oh this certainly is... certainly i think part of the excitement stems from the fact that most of uh us as outsiders mm -hmm. our relationship to many of these places whether it's rwanda whether it's haiti it's all through like traumatic histories yeah. you know and so then people show up there and want to do work there normally based on yes. these traumatic yeah. histories mm -hmm. and um and for the actors and, and artists there whose head, you know, like they've lived through and, yeah. and beyond these things. This again. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Does it be like, ah, yeah. oh, it's about what? It's sci-fi. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah. I want to be a part of this story. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, we have a lot of that excitement actually on the ground there um, because of the fact that we're, uh, you know, we're projecting, mm -hmm. you know, stories and, you know, from from another world and, 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 and into another realm. You know, um, yeah. But probably also influenced by time spent there and conversations Indeed. with people can't happen in a vacuum, you know, no. to, to tell the right story. Yep. Um, well, I'm excited about, about the uh, Neptune Frost uh, coming into reality or surreality um, in our world soon. Um, and... With with uh, so encrypted and vulnerable, the video. So she yeah. made that video, and it's just oh incredible. Oh God! So yeah, so that was a beautiful day this summer, the top yeah. of this summer in LA, um, where um, she put together an amazing team with. Uh, let's see, there was Lady Soulfly mm -hmm. on hair and makeup. Um, there's Autumn, um, 
autumn on on styling and costumes. Uh, there's Alima Lee, um, mm-hmm. who was the DP on this. Um, there's Morgan Sorn, who did decor. Um, and then there's a, a, a cast of, of legends, mm-hmm. um, you know, who all just came to spend the day with us and, um, and to participate in, in this, uh, you know, in this vision. Um, it's, it's really probably my, my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of three songs that were initially made for the album where I was able to say, this is what I'm conceptualizing. So that, that's Encrypted and Vulnerable, uh, Dare and Magnify. And those are the first three songs I recorded for this album. And none of those songs have drums. And all of them exemplify the sound that I was aiming for mm-hmm. and what I called the, the like engine of the album, um, where I was essentially, like I said, trying to work around the idea of invisible beats mm-hmm. and, and music where the, 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 the drum programming is DIY, like it exists in your head. You mm-hmm. hear it and you feel it and you could feel the potentiality of where and how a beat could drop, yeah. but you're already dancing because yeah. of where the voice is placed and other sounds and so so it's 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 interactive and experiential in that sense, and uh, and encrypted and vulnerable, which also has Christian Scott on on his beautiful trumpet in that song, and then of course the way it's mixed by Ganja Sufi mm. is just magical. It's just magical, um, and so um, yeah. Um, why do I feel like we're supposed to play that song right now? But I don't know. We could keep going. You should listen on your own, yeah. right? You should listen so- on your own. Um, I love the was it experiment that that the the bird song. There we go. Thank in. you for mentioning that song because there's one dude that I did not mention who is my hero and mm-hmm. his name. You know him, Orko the psychotic yeah. alien, yeah. Orko Elohim, <laughs> Orko Elohim, Orko. Um, I worked with on my first album. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the B-side to Penny for a Thought, which was called Purple Pigeons. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing, yeah. yeah, I met Orko initially um, at the Brooklyn Moon Cafe in 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 Brooklyn back in the day. But he's from San Diego, grew up with with Ganja Sufi yeah. and 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 that whole crew from Diego. You know, one of the original beat makers from here as well. That has just remained inspired and and has continued to inspire me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Orko. Orko is the guy who made the beat for for experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were you going to say about it? Well, I was saying that you know what we think of as rhythm and a beat, you know, being drums. Yeah. But but rhythm and and the propulsive kind of nature of sound can come in different forms and yeah. can be and is in just the natural world in and of itself. You know, the the waves coming in and out and crashing mm-hmm. or the bird songs, yeah. you know, that there's a rhythm that's deeper, that's coded exactly. into the DNA of our planet that is already there and doesn't have to be a drum. It doesn't have to be what you expect. Right. You know, and I mean, I and this that, is what we were tuning into. Like, I remember when, when, um, you know, as a, as a young adult reading like Siddhartha or something mm-hmm. and starting to meditate and starting to hear that, that hum, that om, mm-hmm. you know, in everything mm-hmm. and realizing that there was this like underlying current of sound and vibration mm-hmm. that was there. And yes, you know, learning to listen is a huge mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. for a musician and learning to hear things. And so, well, yeah, when you're at the ocean and you hear those waves crash and when you're in the forest and you hear, you know, the cicadas and, mm-hmm. and you know, and 
all of that shit, and you're like, oh my god. I, yeah. I remember building uh, with um, with DeAnthony Parks, yeah. and he was telling me that um, he sets his drums up out in the forest mm-hmm. where he lives, and um, and that the the dopest metronome that he's ever found is the woodpecker. Wow. And so he's just out in the forest waiting to hear woodpeckers and just trying to keep up with the woodpecker. Wow. You know, and I don't know if you're familiar with DeAnthony Park's he's work and the techno on show many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, you know, like fucking hell. Yeah. Nature. Nature. Sound fucking vibration. hell. Nature. Fucking hell. Well, I mean the these the the idea of this kind of prana, this energy and this thing that is there and the people who are are amplifying it, like you're tuning into energy that's already there and you're magnifying what is there to make visible and to exactly. make tangible something that, that, that is, is the present. Goal. And it's almost like the the idea of real recognizes real. You could have the biggest, you know, hit song in the world, but it could be, you know, fluff built around something disconnected right. from that energy. From that energy. But when yeah. you hear something that is energetically aligned to something greater yeah. than, you know, the radio or charts yeah. or whatever, you know, it's it's powerful. And this this record, I swear, I mean, it, I don't swear, but I swear, encrypted and vulnerable. Yeah, it's it feels like. Uh, the things that the various work you've yeah. done is kind of like it's coming into focus yeah. in, in a, a really powerful I way. I wanted it to be a power bank, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, I wanted people to be able to plug into it and feel charged. Mm-hmm. And the main thing, and I started this with the Martin Luther King album because when I was doing the programming, um, and I worked with Justin Warfield on that, but mm-hmm. you know, with the original demos, and I kept all of my original like programming and all that in it as yeah. I continued to develop the Martin Luther King album. I, I I was like, you know, I really, and I say programming, but a lot of times it's me playing a drum machine live or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing it live because I want to transfer biorhythm. I want you mm-hmm. to feel my actual biorhythm mm-hmm. um, because I feel like when it's, when it's personal in that way, mm-hmm. it can touch you personally. Yeah. And, and and suddenly we're just in, like you said, just a clearer and broader and more healing space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's part of the power of music, you know, is, is to convey that. That's what we get off on when we hear amazing performances in mm-hmm. a recording, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. How how do you envision this live and have you have you presented encrypted mm-hmm. and vulnerable live yeah i mean i've been incorporating some of these songs into uh my uh, my set for for over a year mm-hmm. um and um and so for for the past year to a couple of years i've been one so visually i've been collaborating with with an amazing uh graphic designer hacker um you name it his name is Missiel leon um and so he's created these visuals and then on stage i've been mostly with Thavius beck um and you know he's a machine wizard um and and then i've also um pulled off a few a few shows on my own Mm-hmm. Where I'm using, you know, my Roland SP and my OP1 and 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 um, and um, 
my laptop and 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 whatever other toys you know I can I can fit on a table and trying to uh, you know bring this shit to to life in a live format. So I've been playing with it for a minute, um, but I don't plan on touring Encrypted and Vulnerable until after I shoot the film. Um, so we get back in mid March, and so come April is when I'll start doing Encrypted and Vulnerable shows, and I'm still conceptualizing what I want on stage there. Um, usually I make those decisions based on the sound of the album, right? Um, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that out right now, but I, but I have been performing it out uh, either with Thavius mm-hmm. or alone, um, which, is, which is how it all was conceived. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, there's one room in my house where I work and, and every single song on the album was written and, and recorded in that room. You know, you just um, invite people into the room. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> but you mean for concerts? Yeah. <laughs> a few people have had that experience. Mm-hmm. Quite a few. <laughs> the world tour. The world comes to you. Yep. Uh, shall we hear encrypted and vulnerable? Yeah, let's hear something like that. Let's do that. Let's see here something like that. Saul Williams here, special guest on Dublive.com. Celsius drop. Do do do. Stay tuned. Connect. Yeah. We played Encrypted and Vulnerable, featuring uh, Christian Scott. How'd you guys connect? Um, Atunde Ajua. Um, How did I meet Christian? I met Christian when he reached out years and years ago because his brother, um, his twin brother, was at NYU working on a short film, and I think he wanted to use the track 1987 in the song, in, in the film, and, uh, and his brother reached out to me um, and, and told me about it, and, and we met up in Brooklyn and, uh, and became fast friends. Um, so it was long before there was ever any talks of collaboration. It was just, uh, you know, on, on some mutual appreciation of music and film and what have you. And he was really reaching out on behalf of his brother. Um, and, uh, and from there we became friends. And I guess when I moved back to L.A., he moved to L.A. as well. And we decided to spend some time together and found that we were really vibing on similar aesthetics and music. And so, like, even in the track Underground uh, that I, that we played earlier, um, there's some percussion that comes in. It's Christian Scott who programmed that percussion, or who played that percussion. Um, and then that's him playing the horn on um, on Encrypted and Vulnerable. But uh, we... Uh, so he has an album called Ancestral Recall, um, that's out now that you should check out that um, I worked on a number of tracks mm-hmm. with him on that album and then in return he also worked on a number of stuff on my album and there's one song that we share called I Own the Night where there's a 
you know, the Sufi vision mix on yeah. my album, yeah. and then there's another version on his album. Um, yeah. I love the uh, this idea, knowing that Ganja Sufi, you know, was was mixing this the Sufi vision mix. It's <laughs> very evocative. <laughs> Yo, if you could see me at the moment, Ganja Sufi like gave me back the music, mm-hmm. you know, and me being like, "What the fuck? Where where'd my where'd my drums go? Where, what what the? But you know, just." <laughs> <laughs> and then he the, just whoosh, evaporated. Right? And then that 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 way in which, and he knew it, mm-hmm. he knew that I'd be like, what the fuck at yeah. first? And then the way that it kind of like hit yeah. me and I was like, what the hell? This is exactly what I was what I was dreaming of. It's, it's usually like, the yeah. best music is usually the what the fuck music. Yeah. You know, and then you start to what the fuck and then you start to kind of try to unravel and decode the, the what the fucks and yeah. you, you kind of get deeper into it. There's so many beautiful mm-hmm. layers. And so what I love about it, what I love about Encrypted and Vulnerable for me is is by handing it to mm-hmm. Ganja Sufi, who, I mean, because I've always worked with amazing producers and mixers Mm -hmm. um but most of the mixers that i've worked with are artists in their own right but they're also Mm -hmm. way more on the side of like technicians yeah you know engineers and handing it to someone like andre sufi is like handing it to someone like Mm -hmm. lee scratch perry where it's like okay (laughs) let's see how it comes back and woof we pour the rum on the master tapes (laughs) we mic the the great oak tree Exactly. Um, I mean, that letting go is a a big thing. It's so beautiful because now I'm able to love the album, too, in a way that is completely detached. Like, I hear it, too, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This sounds like something I want to listen to. And, and, uh, yeah, I remember the first time I went to the studio and he was going to play me some stuff, but we ended up talking Mm -hmm. for a long time before any music got played. And then something came on in the background, right? And and um, I hear it. I'm like, oh, this is dope. What's this? And then my voice comes out. I'm like, that's me. This is this is me. <laughs> I want a copy of this. <laughs> He's like, you want the uh, the gray and black marbled edition vinyl? Like, it's already all pressed up. It's I got it here. Yeah. Up, it's already hot in the uh, the the swap meet scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible to kind of give it's it's your vision, it's collaborative, but but yeah, I I had this idea years ago this uh, letting go gives you so much more, you yeah, know, and, and this exactly. idea of like if you're it's takes a lot. It takes a lot. It's a beautiful thing to learn as an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the biggest things that I've been that I willingly went into like working on the graphic novel, working on the film, working on this album, all of this stuff has been the collaborative. Mm-hmm you know, environment and, and, and trusting that the people that I'm engaging with bring their own, like, beauty, mm-hmm. you know, to the table and learning to, to appreciate, enjoy, and not try to, like, master or manipulate that beauty into yeah. anything other than what it is mm-hmm. and say thank you so much for sharing, you know, that beauty w- with us. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And so when you think of a film or something, you know, it's like the only reason why I felt like I would potentially be able to accomplish this is because I realized that you know, like uh, you know, like well, I don't have to be an amazing cinematographer in order to make a film. I just have to have an eye. Mm-hmm. 
to engage with an amazing cinematographer. I don't have to be an amazing, you know, like it, it, it's teamwork. Yep. It's teamwork. Especially in film. Um, yeah. There's, you know, you can make an album on your own in your bedroom. Yeah. You can make film on your own in the bedroom, but film usually, it takes so many more yeah. people. And you think of like these these people who are, it's almost like maybe the conductor or whatever, the people who are like the kind of auteurs or whatever, who are like, you know, so they are the vision of the film. But also sometimes those people are, you know, that's when you hear the stories of like the 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 wrong side of the Iron Fist or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, Lars von Trier makes beautiful mm-hmm. films that are incredible. If you think but at, so. At what, yeah. at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. But at what cost? You know, it's like if you, you know, you want a collaboration that, that people feel part of, you yeah. know, where it's like you're bringing people into your vision and allowing them to express themselves through that platform and structure as well. Um, and you just played a bit of uh, ah, the mixtape. Yeah, too. I played a, a, a song um, from a mixtape mm-hmm. that, that I kind of... I didn't fully release it because I, I only sent it to people um, who, one, who had uh, contributed to our Kickstarter mm-hmm. campaign and then two people who were on my, like, email list or what have you. It's called, I call the mixtape Tomorrow Reveals Today, and that's the name of the track that mm-hmm. I played, which I was, you know, it's that, you know, that loop, that uh, beginning yeah. of the end that that was became popular in the hip-hop world mm-hmm. when uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth used it as the intro yeah. to um, uh, reminisce. Right. And um, and so that mixtape, though, has basically all the shit that didn't make the album. I mean, that's what it is, really. It's just my demos. It's 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 the stuff that that didn't make the album. Uh, Some because I didn't feel like going through the process of clearing samples and others just because we didn't have time or it didn't fit, Mm -hmm. you know, the the. the the framing of of where we were landing, mm-hmm. you know. But there's a bunch of stuff there as well that I can play. Yeah, um, I'd love to there. hear yeah. hear some more of that. I'm yeah. curious. Also, I mean, you're such a uh, a music appreciator and fan. Too mm. these days, are you are you absorbing a lot of music? Are you? Oh yeah, 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 well, yeah. I'm all over the place, bro. You know, like um, there's a uh, you know there's there's all of the amazing. Um, Voices that 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 have been touching me. Uh, some have been voiceless and then have voices. You know, like you know, anyone from let's say uh, Kelsey Lou to mm-hmm. to uh, to a Lafonda to um, to a Serpent with Feet to a yeah. Eve's Tumor um, to uh, John Bapp to mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know Kia Victoria to to, mm-hmm. to Amira Leon to. Um, uh, you know, to Playboy Cardi. There's tons of people mm-hmm. that, that, that I fuck with musically. Um, you know, some which we all know, like mm-hmm. a Tyler, the creator or something, or, you know, to... to, to these, are, these are like uh, world builders. Yeah. I think the people that, that you're mentioning are people who are not just creating a sound and then saying, okay, consume the sound. They're saying... Enter this yeah, world, yeah, yeah. the whole exactly. vision that I've created. Exactly. Which I, is. I find them courageous and I find them also 
being the ones that are answering the mm-hmm. calling and the prayer mm-hmm. that many of us had years ago. Like, yeah. I want to hear more shit like this. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, these people are born and making music and they're, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, they're, they're doing extraordinary experimental yeah. oftentimes work. It's work that, that I think will become, you know, the new pop or what have you. Oh, it's yeah. it's yeah. extraordinary work, extraordinary yeah. work in the tradition of Julius Eastman in the tradition of, yep. you know, like these greats that came before and left us, you know, hopefully, Arthur though, Russell, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, different from the Julius Julius Eastman is that yeah. they will be they will be embraced. Yeah, they will not be embraced. After, long after, after the fact, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think um, of someone like Alice Coltrane, mm-hmm. who means so much, mm-hmm. so much in her legacy and her work, and I know you know this personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you knew Alice Coltrane. Um, it, it's it's crazy, uh-huh. crazy. Yeah, how late yeah. some are to the table in in just you know absorbing mm-hmm. that music mm-hmm. that is there to fuel and fill you that yeah. is there yeah. to heal anything you may be yeah. feeling i mean it's extraordinary yeah i mean ross g who mentioned Oof. earlier you know it, it's it, when someone is making music outside of kind of the time and space that most people are operating on yeah and pulling from a, a different sort of energetic yeah. bank yeah um it, it is is this powerful form that that sometimes takes a long time for people to kind of come yeah. to, but uh, hope that people will understand these alternate worlds exist. And, and exist. actually, even more like we talked about Edward Glissant, that the alternate mm-hmm. worlds are actually the more common world. Yeah, the pop they music, are the world. The pop music is a smaller group of people. Yeah, it's three <laughs> Swedish guys in a room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> writing songs for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But meanwhile, there's Petite Noir, there's I Am yeah. Fire. Yeah. Th- th- there's so many amazing yeah. artists out there that, uh, that yeah, they're there for you to explore mm-hmm. and discover is so much great shit. Yeah. Well, let's hear some great shit. Do you want to play something? Uh, um, could, could be anything. Could, right. could, could be silence. Could be, could be silence. I'm excited to have uh, Saul Williams here, um, one of the greatest DJs of silence that I've ever met yeah, yeah, yeah. in my know, entire. Time, A boy, the old Eden by Otter, mm. shout out. Mm. That track, um, so what? First, I played um, The Little Ones, followed by Sex, Power, Violence. Those are both off of um, Tomorrow Reveals Today, the mixtape that, that I... Tomorrow Reveals Today. Yeah, that, that I've handed out to a few people um, of the shit that didn't make the Encrypted and Vulnerable and Martin Luther King album. Um, and then I played... Um, a cover that I did of Nature Boy, which just came out um, last week on Test of Time, which is a compilation album that Tricky um, curated 
um, on his, and it's on his label, False Idols. Mm. Um, it's called Test of Time. You should check that out as well. Tricky um, changed my life mm. musically um, as a young New Yorker growing up, surrounded by all the boom bap and all that, and uh, thinking of it like a game of telephone. Like, you know, when that shit came back from oh, yeah. Bristol and I heard what yeah, another way to mm-hmm. interpret a beat and to interpret talking over a beat. Um, yeah, that that... Those moments, oh. I, could, I could put his. Uh, she makes me want to die. Fucking just on hell. repeat. <laughs> I did. I had it on repeat for years. You know what I'm saying? What is that playing in the background? Yeah. She makes me want to die. <laughs> oh my god! But there's so much. I mean, fuck that moment of of Bristol, mm-hmm. and uh, I say that also because I'm going to see Massive Attack tonight, mm-hmm. and I can't wait. Um, but yeah, drum and bass, trip hop, all and the those... Jamaican influence. And the Jamaican the, influence. Know, yeah. You know, Bristol was like the slave port of, mm-hmm. of England. Um, and uh, and so the, the population there and the music that's come out of that place is, is magical, mathematical, mm-hmm. mystical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, people from... Tricky, Goldie, Beth Gibbons, mm-hmm. um, all the way through, you know, Robert and everybody in Massive Attack to, to Banksy. Like, there's so many people that yeah. come out of Bristol. It's crazy. Yeah. It's in the water. Yeah. It's in the air. Yeah. Are there, is there another little, like, uh, you know, people talk about these kind of, like, vortex zones in the world or places that... that... DJ Crust. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Ronnie's size. <laughs> Woo. Go ahead. Go ahead. I remember uh, going to years ago. It was right after Portishead did that that like Roseland album. They put out yeah, they did the shows, yeah. and it was that same. It was part of that same tour that they did mm-hmm. the Roseland show, and they played at Santa Monica Civic Center here in Los Angeles in Santa Monica. And uh, going to that show and just being so blown away. And this place is on a, the floors on springs. It's this old oh kind of a dance God. hall. And they had just stacks of space echoes on stage. I was like counting the space echoes that were there on stage. And you felt like you were underwater. Oh and everybody God. was slowly, deeply nodding. And you felt this slow kind of like exactly. rising and falling like you're on a boat and this this whole floor that was just on springs just yep. slowly moving up and down yeah. and the very next Ronnie's size represent played <sighs> and Beth and the Andy and Portishead crew were there and it was cool to see these oh two different God. parts of the same kind of sonic world you know <laughs> <laughs> and the mutual respect yeah. was incredible and it was just like these things simultaneously happening coming from the same space yeah. but uh you know different it could be a different you know utterance yeah i remember 90 uh, 94 95 living in brooklyn fort green brooklyn and having that like you know the cool thing you could have at that time was like the five disc cd changer yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like using my like you know uh what is it student aid money mm-hmm. to buy one of those things and um education right education yeah. and so having like i think i had like maybe nearly god by mm-hmm. tricky with poems yeah. on that album and so much other good shit yoga what have you oh my god um having that I forget which Bjork album on it. It's mm-hmm. too early for homogenic, but mm-hmm. I definitely had... Um, post? Or yeah, it was did. post. And then I had the the Portishead dummy along mm-hmm. with the EP they had released with that film. 
that they had done before yeah, yeah. that album came out. And um and then and then also premillennium tension wow. on that. Okay. And Porta said dummy though was the way you describe what it felt like mm-hmm. in that room. You know, this is me as like a young novice, like artist, what have you. Hadn't really tried a lot of stuff, but I heard that album, loved it, and I was like, this must be what heroin feels like. <laughs> Thank goodness you, uh, you discovered it that way. <laughs> and that's how I discovered it. And then it was, you know, I, it was good enough, you know, it was good enough. Yeah. I just inject that album. Better, man. Yeah, yeah you can hear yeah. that it over It still works. Again. It's 25 yeah. years old, that album. Yeah, 25 years old. Yep. It's wild. Yep. Porter said dummy. Speaking you, you of know. 25 years old, you don't yeah. look a day over 48. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm, no, you are younger. You are I am younger than 11? that. 11? No. I am younger than that, both in Ten. your years and in my years. Um, 10 years old? I'm 11 years You're old. You're 11, yeah. Yeah, I'm 11. Yeah. Um, that's because my birthday is on February 29th, mm-hmm. so I've had 11 birthdays mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you played also the, the Nature Boy tune and thinking of people like outside of time and space and, and people who... You know, the the definitions of success within the kind of greater society, you know, being pretty, pretty kind of standardized or or pretty boring and antiquated in a way. And then somebody who who made all the money, you know, that 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 would define success for some people. Yeah. But just stacked it in a bank, you know, and lived in the hills. I don't know. Hollywood sign camping and eating nuts and berries and, you know. Pretty inspiring to think about, you know, yeah. like what is what what's important and what's not what important. What is important? Yeah. What is success? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, what is going viral? What is what is mm-hmm. what 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 are you going to do with those fifteen minutes? What do you are those fifteen minutes important? What yeah. is you know what is an artistic contribution? Mm-hmm. You know, what is uh, what is the importance of, of signing the work of art? Mm-hmm. Um, all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Eden Abes. That made, also made me think of Moondog. Yeah. Um, but there's so many people. I mean, shit, Sly Stone was driving around living in a van yep. for ages before I met him in this very room <laughs> one night. <laughs> Remember that night? We were in this room Man, once with Sly Stone yeah. and George Clinton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And then we also had Rafael Sadiq here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that same night. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Novena Carmel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Life can be strange. Life can be strange. Yeah, that was, that was a strange. strange one. I remember that week. Mm-hmm. That week was crazy for me. That was in 2008 or 9. And, um, and so the week started with me getting a call from a friend who was like, Hey, um, Prince wants you to come to this party at his house. <laughs> and so I was like, so Rashida, or yeah, no? yeah, 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 yeah. It was Rashida, and um, and so we went over. Um, so yeah, hang out with Prince that night at his house, and and all the craziness of of being at that pop up party mm-hmm. at at Prince's house, and then it's the next night. That my cousin calls me like, no, it's not my cousin. It's a friend of mine who, who um, my, my cousin was with me. And, and a friend of mine calls me. He's like, yo, I'm at this spot. And I'm sitting here with George Clinton. And we're talking about poetry. Da, 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 and if you're around, you should just swing by. But it's like one or two in the morning. 
And so I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so I show up and like George Clinton and I go back and forth for like two hours just reciting poems to each other. Wow. Right? And and so then he call it's him who calls me the next day, like, you should swing by. And I swing by here. He's like, I'm gonna be over here, the double lap thing. And I swing by, and he's sitting there with Sly Stone. <sighs> it's funny when people, you know. There's more in that week before you finish that because the next night was that shit with um with uh what do you call it mutatu with um uh mulatu Mulat- exactly mm-hmm. that was the same week as that concert remember the wow. first time he yeah. played here which in- was mind blowing that's the same week bro yeah I remember <laughs> afterwards the after party and mulatu just like dancing at the after party yeah I was at the like, after party man. that was crazy yeah but people talk about you know these it's the coincidences aren't really that strange, and the world is smaller in many ways. You mm-hmm. know, people have these gravitational pulls towards each other, and I think that when people, you know, kind of lift the veil and you realize, oh, okay, there, I see you, you yep. know, then these people start to come together. And and hopefully, I mean, we know that there's the, the generations of people out there doing the more wild Intense, you know. You mentioned the artists that you're at La Fonda or Kelsey Lou. Ooh. These people, who you know, they're they're young, yeah. you know, and they're just getting out there. But you know, there's the people in their garages and the people Earth you know eater. in school. Who are, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. You know, and just so this continuum is yeah. what's exciting, yeah. and this continuum is stretched out in wide spectrum. Yeah. You know, it is. You know, the Dogon people, and yeah. the, you know, it's like we're yeah. we're, we're all part of this um but but it is not really that strange to be in the room with sly and george clinton you know no, it's, it's a pleasure necessar- it's a pleasure mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that strange at some point when that you know uh those things happen all the time especially when you're in the music world beyond mm-hmm. you know like on the on the moment of like really loving to vibe and connect there's mm-hmm. a lot of more rooms i would love to be in what, you know, what would be uh, – is there an artist out there in the world that you have yet to uh, connect with? Oh, that... so many. So many. I don't, I don't even know where to start. You know, yeah. there's some that are really well known, mm-hmm. you know, that you might be like, oh, you like that? You know what I'm saying? I remember like uh, – I mean, there's so many. There's mm-hmm. so many. I, I, I don't know where to it's start. It's a tough game to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's so many. I, I love artists, and I'm always interested in, in how they work. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Pharaoh Sanders at the top of yeah. the show being blown away recently seeing him. Have you had a chance to talk with him? No, and- not at all. Not at all. Um, I had a chance to build with Gary Bartz. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yeah. been doing work and touring with David Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met a lot of great jazz musicians over the years. But no, I, I never had a talk. He's you built with Pharrell Sanders, haven't uh, you? I've, I've met him, but but not. Carlos Nino has, has of had course. Yeah, lots of, uh, of great course. interaction. But I think that, um, you know, I love back in the day when we tour, uh, I remember you would say, okay, put on the guest list, you know, Bob Marley. Put yeah, a yeah, yeah. Sun Ra, put a, you know, if you don't put that call into <laughs> the world. You used to put those you know, names on the guest list, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like you got to put it out in the world, you know, you never know if you don't invite, yeah, you know, if you don't leave the door open. So, uh, so, Pharaoh, you're out there. We know you're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're invited. Yeah. You're invited. And I'm about to collaborate this, this Saturday in Pasadena. Um, there's a beautiful event called Silence. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to, I haven't met Lolif yet. Um, except virtually, 
Um, but I know that we're supposed to have a collaborative moment. Yeah, there. I want to give uh, a shout out to this. Uh, Christopher Roundtree was a guest here on my show, and Anna Bulbrook is a good friend of yep. mine, and they curated this uh, incredible uh, series called Silence is Happening at Disconso Gardens, which is such a beautiful place. I've and never been. I can't wait. It's incredible, and it's a treat to have this space open up to to, to something so creative. Uh, Saul Williams, Zola Jesus, uh, Low Leaf, Mia Follick, Jonas Bass, Bice, I'm not sure uh, the pronunciation, but this is happening September 7th. Uh, this is Saturday here in L.A. Uh, if you go to discansogardens.org slash event slash silence, um, this first one being ritual and yeah. uh, excited about this so you'll be collaborating with low leaf yeah I, I know that they asked me if i was down with collaborating with low leaf i love collaborating i yeah. love improvisation do so, you already know which part of the garden or is it going to be a surprise when you arrive uh it'll I, i've never been there and and i don't even pay attention to Amazing. the emails that are passing <laughs> until the day of, so i have no idea i mean it seems like this is a space for discovery and uh and and so, Odea Nini, who's phenomenal, yeah. is also involved. Yeah, Archie yeah, yeah. Carey, Jonah Levy, uh, Brian Walsh, uh, no, incredible. It like it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So I urge people to uh, check that out. Um, yeah, should we uh, should we close with a little bit of music? We have about three minutes left. Oh yeah, let I me play to... this track from from Roan. It's another track that I recorded on um, on uh, November 9th, twenty sixteen. Mm. Um, it's on his album. It's called Everything, and I love this track. And and, and I think you, you guys should hear it. Speaking of love, I love encrypted and vulnerable. You can uh, find it saulwilliams.com is a place to go to dive into uh, the various worlds that Saul is creating. Big thanks to Saul, as always, uh, for sharing sounds, for creating sounds, and for continuing to uh, put this energy into the world. We will close on this. Peace. chance to belong your chance to belong you were wrong in conversation was produced by Dub Lab a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999 sound editing and theme song by Matea Bang for more programming visit dublab.com and thank you for listening